0: When we start to take back appreciation of our body, we start to understand that it's worth listening to, that it's worth moving into. And I say this all the time. It's like we listen in conversation all the time to other people and we say you're worth listening to. But we don't do that to our own body. And there's so much knowledge we can gain for ourselves if we actually just start to listen.
1: thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go.
2: Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Almost 30 Podcast. This is where you are. Yeah. Let's take take a breath. (sighs) I'm wearing no one was jog- annoyed by that. Yeah, honestly,
1: <laughs> bless. Hey, we got to take a breath every once in a while. I'm wearing joggers Truly. right now so I can freely take a breath. Same. We're, in some, we're, we're actually wearing the same outfit. If anyone ever saw what we actually wear every day, wow. I know. I was like, honestly, I have turmeric <laughs> all over my shirt. I smell actually today and it's making me feel bad. <laughs> oh, I don't smell it. because I smell. I do feel happier when I'm clean and dressed. Mm. It depends on the day. Yeah.
2: That's but true. I agree. I completely agree. It definitely elevates my mood, but it depends. Like I feel like a fucking slob right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's okay. We still love you. Whatever. Thank you all for being... I feel like everyone's been talking to us so much in yeah. the group, on Instagram, in our reviews. We just... We listen and hear and read everything. So thank you. Whatever, whatever you've done. Thank you. Emails have been... Mm-hmm. So sweet. Super kind. Uh, We're on tour and we can't wait to see you on tour. Just wanted to mention that because lately it's been just crazy seeing over like 200 of you in a room at a time.
1: Yeah. And saying hi to you and hugging you and sharing energy with you has been such a special experience for Lindsay and I. And it Uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me to meet you guys in person. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are the best. So tour dates are on our website, come check us out. Uh, We'd love to see you in person. We bring on amazing guests that we are super proud to be associated with and to introduce you to, to receive healing or have great conversations. And then we have awesome sponsors at our tour events like Cure Nutrition, which is our CBD brand. Mm. We have Vital Proteins. We have Hum Nutrition. We have Skinny Dipped Almonds.
2: So many and so 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 good. They're all just so quality and... Our girls freak out. They literally have to bring a suitcase to bring home the swag bags. So I huh, know. Sorry. So we wanted to do something different today. Our guest for today, at Fit. you know her on Instagram. She's the best. Jenna Scare, who is just one of our newest friends and probably
1: someone that we're going to be friends with for a very long yeah. time. Whether she likes it or not. Truly. (laughs) Sorry. She's dope, dude. I, I just felt, yeah, I felt like I was her friend. I felt like she's someone you could trust. She's someone that feels very familiar. She's very kind. She's very humble and she's very smart and she is very dedicated to what she does. And I just love what she's all about. Yeah,
2: she's the founder of the Mobility Method, which is the number one mobility program. It helps to optimize movement, prevent injury, relieve pain, And if you follow her on Instagram, I mean, it's one of the most valuable Instagram accounts that I follow to be completely honest when it comes to the body and mobility. Um, But our conversation, you would think would be a lot about mobility. We do touch on it. But Jen recently was... She was in a very public relationship and was in a very public breakup of sorts. And we talk about how she... Got through that. I mean, it was just devastating. And through this, she has really come back to herself to love herself. And since we had the interview, things have changed too. So we wanted to call her in this intro before we actually get into the interview that we did. And Just like update everybody.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because our episode was super emotional. We talked about infidelity. We talked about dishonesty and we talked about something that's very hard for women to go through, very hard for men to go through. And something that I was so grateful that she was able to share in her experience of rebuilding herself back to the person that she was originally in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to give Jen a call live
2: right now. You guys ready? DJF. Doc Jen Fit. Doc. Jen.
3: Hello. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hi, sweet honey.
2: (laughs) What's up, sister friend?
3: Oh, nothing. I am just relaxing right now. Taking a little break from the busy day. (laughs) So
1: proud of you. I know. That makes me happy. Tell me more about relaxing. (laughs) I'm loving that.
3: (laughs) You are my inspiration. I'm trying to convince myself to get up and go grocery shopping right now. girl. But my bed is just like so nice right now. Oh,
2: bless. (laughs) That sounds so good. Well, we just... We introduced you and we were just telling everyone that so much has changed since we... Not changed. I just think things have happened since we Mm -hmm. spoke to you on the podcast. And it's just been so beautiful to see on Instagram, though I know things aren't always as they appear on Instagram, but this feels very, very real. (laughs) And so, you know, I think for a lot of people out there to hear and feel this full circle type moment for you would be so healing. So I'd love for you to update us.
3: (laughs) Yes. So mm, it was only about... Three months ago, maybe a little, yeah, about three months ago, I met someone super awesome person, and we just continued to connect and talk and dive in, and now he's my boyfriend. <laughs> mm.
2: So, what like what changed within you? Yeah, you know, like how to is allow... it? Yeah, truly, because yes. I I can imagine like after. Everything that happened, yeah. like yeah. a lot of people would just like close their hearts and yeah. be like, yo, I'm done right. for a second. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and I had zero intention of any of calling something in right then. For me, I think it was just continuing to do the work so diligently. And it was especially after I had done the retreat at Christine's and done this whole like release through anger and all of that, which was so amazing and just continuing to process and work through everything. And then I met this human. (laughs) So it's kind of after that. And I was so clear on exactly who I am and who I want, like, even in my life as friends, that I've been so unapologetically myself and clear on who it is that I want in my life and who it is that I am. Uh. And I've asked questions and said things that should push a man away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's only drawn us in closer. I've been able to be 100% vulnerable and honest, even as triggers come up for me, I'm able to be open and talk through them and he holds zero judgment about it. And I am I feel like I actually have a partner who's open to truly walking this journey with me and creating space for that to happen.
1: Oh, bless. I'm so happy for I'm you. I'm so fucking happy for you. Wow. That is... Thank you, guys. When you have that feeling where you can say that shit that is a little scary, is like, oh, I don't know how this is going to land and they mm-hmm. receive it. I mean, mm-hmm. there There's is nothing. no better... <sighs> feeling in the world. There is no Oh my
3: God. Period. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been absolutely incredible. And it's so freeing to be able to be unafraid to be myself and unafraid to be so clear in what I want and who I am. Um, And I think that's really where this is just continue to grow and lean into. And he's, very emotionally available as well and which is why we're able to go there and have deeper conversations and step into the vulnerability and the rawness and the realness and um and who he is it's just like he he shows up in every single situation Mm -hmm. the same even he's been around my family twice already and he's met numerous countless friends he cooks for them he he's really just shown up in such a huge way every single time that i'm with him
1: wow oh and i know you said last time you know that one of your values was your family and your yeah. friends and to have that met is so nice and it's funny because yeah. before you know it's it's always something that bothers you but it's almost like okay maybe it'll get better or maybe that isn't mm-hmm. something that is for me But then you kind of take back and you have it and you're like, fuck, like this has been for me the whole time. This has been available to me in addition to feeling held and safe and loved and seen and supported and all these things. So,
3: oh yeah. like This is literally the first time I probably feel the most seen that I Um, ever have in in a relationship and truly like he compliments me from the inside out. It's not from the exterior, but it's who I am as a person. And it's so beautiful. And also I did a lot of like forgiveness around myself, forgiveness for not, you know, I was in a situation where it was like, I need to be more accepting, more understanding, more of this. And all of the while of me saying more, 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 I'm repeating the cycle of I'm not enough Wow. as I am. -hmm. And so really what it came down to was me forgiving myself for staying in something that repeated this conversation of I am not enough.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. That is... There's a really good post that you did on your Instagram of you guys. So if you go to her Instagram, the picture of them on the beach <laughs> of the sunset, mm-hmm. you guys are kissing and I just love everything that that you say in there about your journey and your guys' journey together and really your journey with yourself in this relationship and coming back to trust in you and, and trust mm-hmm. to make the right decision, and finding out that you truly are enough, and finding someone yeah. that complements you in that
3: way. Yeah, it's incredible. I I feel extremely fortunate and so blessed right now.
2: Oh, well, we're so happy one. for you. Yeah, and thanks for updating <laughs> Thank everyone. You <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Of yeah, course, yes. of course. And like the thing is, we wanted to do this because. I mean the the interview is so powerful so get uh-huh. ready for that but it's it's a really beautiful thing like to hear how how powerful you are then and also how it, it has just manifested even further into a loving relationship you know and um it started with the work that you were doing just you and you and we're just so proud of you. And I can't wait to meet him. I know.
3: I know. Can't <laughs> I can't wait.
1: <laughs> he can cook us dinner with free. We're free. <laughs> he is totally open for that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, sweet one. We love you. We love you. Thank you guys. And we will see love, you love you. Soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Love Bye. You. Bye. Oh, God. She's so sweet. So sweet. She's the best. And she's just as sweet as she seems online. And Honestly. Cutest little body. Deserves that. Same. Same, um, same body as me. Same. <laughs> I was like, so flexible. I kind of wanted to like, get on my shoulders. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. I was like, I kind of want to like, <laughs> throw you around somewhere.
2: Totally. She's so little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this episode is super powerful. Heartbreak, relationships, yeah. coming back to you, <sighs> trust, everything. Intuition. The infidelity thing. Yeah.
2: The forgiveness yeah. of the thing, maybe not the person. It was just very interesting in how she's navigated it. And she mentioned Christine on that call. She was talking about Christine Hassler. Yep. Christine Hassler does various retreats and workshops.
1: We've had a podcast interview with her, so... You can go back in the archives for Christine Hassler, almost 30. Yes. Um, she's, She's really powerful and she does great work. So we're excited for you guys to listen to this interview. If there is a friend that you know that needs to hear this, please pass this along to them. They will be very appreciative. Truly. Thank you all for listening.
2: We love you. Thank you for your support. We can't do this without you. You inspire everything that we do. So whether it's suggesting guests, topics, anything at all. We listen and we're glad to, because this is yours too. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. And we'll see you on the other side. Yes. We love you. This episode is brought to you by Better Help. BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about Six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life, and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I am a better friend. I am a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, "eh, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change but I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code ALMOST30, percent off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off site-wide. So it's 11 a.m. Like, What Mm -hmm. do you do in the morning? Yeah. I kind of want to know. Sorry, it's a very basic question, but I'm like- No, no, no. Yeah. You look so fresh and everything. So I want to know.
0: I always try to get my workout done first thing in the morning. So I usually wake up around seven, forty five. get my morning coffee. That's my pre-workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my girlfriend comes over and we work out at seven 30 just in my gym. I, I mean, there's, I'm pretty blessed. There's like a studio wow. space and then there's like a whole gym area. So it's yeah. like really, I have everything I need and I can work out without needing like a ton of stuff as well and so we work out for like an hour and then I did a live kind of talked to my audience connected with them a bit and then showered and came over here I'm doing a challenge this week so it's really exciting to just see everyone like moving and really the the bulk of it is not like the exercise and the workout but it's really the knowledge behind everything like I'm really just always trying to push education into the body. Why would I do this exercise? What muscles are supposed to be engaged and activated and what's happening? Why would I even implement this into my program? And so really giving people a broader scope of how they can start to listen to their body and what should actually be happening within the body. So it's so much fun to see people like waking up and getting in tune. I know. Mm -hmm. How do you get people to start making that connection? Because I think people have
1: they see results mm-hmm. from someone else mm-hmm. and then they want to aspire to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's a connection made between themselves, their body, the move that, the moves that they're doing and why. Mm-hmm. So how do you get them to start?
0: Just introducing to them a different mindset, you know, because it's like, listen, this is my body because I did gymnastics for nine years. My mom is still like, she didn't even do gymnastics, but her body is like very more muscular based mm-hmm. and that is exactly the body type that I take after. I don't have to do a lot to have muscle mm-hmm. and this is my body body type. I work out mainly more so for the gratitude, the appreciation, the the fact that I won't be moody, Yeah. <laughs> Feel that. you yeah. know, exactly. So getting people into the idea of appreciation for their body and what is actually happening within the body. And I talk about stories based on like when I was in grad school and there was a guy who had cerebral palsy and watching him, like he lived in his wheelchair, but he lived on his own. And watching him get down on his wheelchair, put on his shoes and, and shirt, which takes like 20 minutes, things that we take for granted. And he's literally using his full capacity Mm -hmm. just to be able to like live on his own. And it's like, what are we not tapping into? What are we not appreciating? Mm. What do we say like, oh, I just, I can't do that. I don't have this. I don't, you know, and just limiting ourselves Mm. instead of appreciating the fact that our body can change. It can adapt. There's so many possibilities and just starting to appreciate and move into that so that we can learn why we would do something rather than what the end result is supposed to be and what my body is actually capable of rather than what it's supposed to look like. I mean, I think we're starting to get into the idea a little bit more that body image is not what you should be striving for because one, it could be manipulated in so many ways, right? And we can put in fat in different places and make things look a certain way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not even needing an implant. And, you know, just because this person's genetics happens to do that doesn't mean that yours is going to, and that's okay. That is totally okay. And appreciating what we have and the ability of what our body can do, I think, is what I'm just always trying to push that message back into people. Yeah. When it, it
2: reminds me of like when I'm in, we love like classes or yoga classes where there's no mirrors mm-hmm. because I really think that you can kind of feel and be in your body and understand the connection between what you're doing and how it makes you feel stronger or Mm -hmm. just more soft in your body, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So were you always like that? Or when was like the shift where you really came to that place of gratitude for your body as a strong vessel like it is?
0: I think, I mean, in gymnastics, I had an appreciation. Like my coaches would always say, you're abnormal. Like we are abnormal humans for what our body can do. This is not what a lot of people end up moving into and can achieve within their body. So know and appreciate the fact that this is abnormal, what you can achieve and what you can do. And that's kind of how he always kind of pushed us to continue on, to not quit, to not give up. uh, Because that would happen all the time. Your mindset would be like, nope, that skill's too hard. I can't do it. I give up. I quit. And so he kind of always, I appreciated the fact that he did coach into like, this is amazing. This is awesome what you can do. And that was a limited mindset because anyone can move into that. So, but that was an introduction to it at least. And then it wasn't until I honestly, I would say grad school, when it was really opening my mind to be able to see these other people, like this other woman with junior rheumatoid arthritis, can barely bend her elbow to like 90 degrees, can barely open her legs, and she's running every day, doing yoga and literally like moving into whatever her body allows. And it's so beautiful. And there is a story that she told. I love telling it because it's so funny. She was like, I went into the gynecologist and there was like this sub gynecologist. And he was like, okay, put your feet in the syrups. And she was like, well, I can't do that. And he was like, backed away. And he was like, well, what are we going to do? And she was like, I don't know. My boyfriend figures it out.
1: (laughs) Uh,
2: He's like, Oh, (laughs) a nurse. Honestly. Whoa. And why like... Is it a mental thing, like for, for yeah. people who do mm-hmm. have those conditions, mm-hmm. and like I, I can't even imagine kind of the mental strength that it would take to even get to a point where you're moving in a somewhat normal way. Mm-hmm. Is it mental? Like, can you be doing stretches and exercises to be able to, like, over time, allow your body to do it? I guess it depends on the condition. But what have you seen working with people?
0: Yeah, I think you know when you're born and you have full capability, full adaptability within your body, you have the ability to adapt and change is it going to take more time sometimes? Sure. But it, you can. And I always tell people it's like a developmental stage when we're babies that you put your toes in your mouth before you learn how to crawl and before you learn how to walk. So before we're even building strength, we're getting back to this bound, mobility foundation. And a lot of times what I see, it's like, we're going for this image. We're going for these aesthetics of what we want to look like. And we're building on top of a foundation. That is not working very well. Mm. And so getting people back into understanding why mobility is important, understanding where it's limited within your body so that you can make the strength gains that you want, so that you can move the, into this body that that you maybe want to start releasing some weight in. And I like um, Christine Hassler actually... Phrases it that way, and I love it. Mm, Instead of losing weight, you're releasing weight because you don't want it to come back. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so true.
0: But, you know, and just, and I think it takes a continual work of building the awareness. We can't, we can't learn anything. We can't move into anything unless we become more aware. And even when I was, when I got out of gymnastics and I was working out all the time, I stumbled upon Pilates, and there was this one woman, and I worked with her like one on one, like, every single day. And she was on my body, like, tighten this, squeeze here. What about this? And I was like, oh my God. I, wa- I wa- remember walking into a yoga class after I was training with her for a while. And I used to walk out of yoga classes like, this is easy. I'm flexible. I got this. And it would always be really easy. But when I actually became mindful of what was happening within my body you're able to then make it as difficult as you want based on what you understand and what you become aware of what should be activating, what should be engaging, and what your body's actually capable of getting stronger in these certain positions that you might've taken for granted. And so just having that appreciation opened up my awareness and my mindset. And I I remember, remember walking out of the yoga class after and being like, oh my God, I'm actually sore. Mm-hmm. Like I've yeah. never been sore after mm-hmm. a yoga class, but starting to understand and getting into that deeper appreciation of my body and what could be activating, what should be activating. It just started to open up this whole new world of, it's not just about aesthetics. It's not just about look at me in this class and I'm moving amazing, but it's actually what is my body doing and how is it working and how can I make it more effective? How can I tap into a deeper level And that's where I I think it becomes really meaningful and where people will actually start to take it into a day-to-day daily practice because that's also the hard thing, right? Well, I start, I fall off, I I can't lose the weight because I can't get started in the routine or I fall off because you're not understanding how it actually should feel in your body. Mm -hmm. You're not understanding why you should be moving into your body and you're doing it for some external result.
1: Yeah. It's crazy to think about like the workouts that people do now on a regular basis, like, you know, berries, orange theory, or all these things that are kind of, they're advanced. You know, if you think about it and like not having the foundation to understand like why you're doing cleans or why you're Mm -hmm. doing certain workouts or like what exactly should be engaging is kind of a mess. Mm -hmm. Do you find people getting more injured? Because I feel like there's been such an increase in the amount of people that are working out very, very hard now.
0: I don't know if it's more. Yeah. I think it's always kind of been there in terms of like people falling into injury whether they're taking classes because classes have been around for so long, you know. And it and I don't want to attack classes and and say that the instructors wrong. I mean, if you have 20 to 50 people, you can't you can't possibly get to everyone. Yeah. And so it's not based on the classes. It's just go to the classes, learn and also take time to maybe work for a personal trainer every once in a while. Like, would you rather pay once a month, even, or like a couple times a month, work with a personal trainer, or pay at a copay based on injury, based on all these other things that happen to you? Like, it is worth paying to gain the knowledge of what's happening within your body. And hopefully, you have a trainer that's not. You know, that's appreciative of the fact that maybe you can't afford a bunch of sessions, and maybe they understand okay, come see me once a week or a couple times a month, and we'll work on understanding what exercises you can start implementing, understanding what should be happening within the body, and then they can take it from there. And then you can walk into workout classes and feel like you're actually engaging and working the way you should be, mm. modifying based on your body, not based on the instructor, not based on you know other people in the class, but based on what you're finding and understanding within yourself. And I think that's... So important. And when we start to take back appreciation of our body, we start to understand that it's worth listening to, that it's worth moving into. And I say this all the time. It's like we listen in conversation all the time to other people and we say, You're worth listening to. But we don't do that to our own body. And there's so much knowledge we can gain for ourselves if we actually just start to listen.
2: Mm. Mm. What is, um, just to go back for a moment, what does you know? Working on your mobility look like, Mm -hmm. and just really understanding that um, whether it's exercises that our listeners can be doing, Mm -hmm. or just focusing on certain areas like your hips or your hamstrings that could then affect how your back feels, Mm -hmm. things like that, how it's all connected.
0: Yeah, an easy way I like people to understand it at first is just the places. If we go by like a joint by joint approach, Mm -hmm. the places in our body that should have more mobility would be your upper back, your hips and your ankles, and your big toe. And if we look at that and we say, oh, well, the places that people typically have pain is the neck, the low back, the knees, and the feet, like plantar fasciitis. So isn't it interesting (laughs) that the places we typically have pain above or below that is where it should be more mobile? And typically, those places of pain, not always, but those places of pain could be coming on because what's if you're not working well above and below that area. You're not moving from the hips or the upper back the way that you should be. So your low back is taking on a lot more pressure. Your knees are taking on a lot more pressure. And so that's why we also get to get out of the concept of where the pain is means that this is the problem. It's not the problem. And your pain is just saying like, hey like something's happening. It's just addressing the symptom. And it's just telling you that something is happening within the body, which is also not a bad thing. It's not something to be scared of. It's your body talking to you. And we need that pain signal in our body in order to be able to live and thrive and be functional human beings. So pain isn't bad, but also understand that it's the symptom. It's not the problem. And so when we start to open up and say, okay, is my upper back moving well? Are my hips moving well? And not just in like hamstrings and hip flexors because a lot of us love to dig into our hip flexors so many times, but what about the rotation? What about sitting in a hip 90-90 stretch and making sure the internal rotation and the external rotation works? What about your ankles? Those can take so much pressure off of the knees when we actually start to open up our ankles more. So it's just understanding that our body works all together and we get to look at a bigger, broader picture rather than by body part by body part because it, it just doesn't work like that. If you have shoulder pain, like great, we can adjust the shoulder, but we also have to take a step back and say, is the upper back moving well? Is your core stability working well, which affects your shoulder blade area? Is your stance all the way down from your feet? Are your feet working well, which can affect up the chain? You know, And then also getting people back into this idea of breath working for you Because we live in an environment and life that typically is so on high stress alert. And we live in the sympathetic state. And when we're in this like high stress, high energy, go, go, go state of being, all the time that's going to restrict your mobility as well. Cuz think about it like someone scares you, you take a breath into your chest and everything gets really tight, like your muscles and everything guards. That's a natural reaction for your body to go to. But now if you're breathing from your chest all the time cuz you're stressed out, you're working, you're taking care of kids, you're doing everything, you know, you're going to expect to have mobility restrictions. So it's like the person who's like, I stretch my hamstrings every day and nothing ever changes and it's like, are you breathing? how are you breathing? I mean, yes, you're breathing, you're alive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're listening, but at the same time, is it working for you? And is it working for you to be able to relieve your restrictions and get into your body, activate the muscles you actually want to be working when you're working out, digesting properly? I mean, it all goes into this when we actually start to tap into that rest, relaxation, parasympathetic state of being.
2: Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com/slash almost thirty. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money-back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com/slash almost thirty for sixty percent off. It expires soon.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about the nervous system mm-hmm. and like the nervous system's role in mobility and health and in like fitness. Can you talk about that?
0: Oh my God, it's everything. And I love to take people back into that idea that nothing works without our brain connecting to it. So that is our nervous system. Our muscles don't fire without it. Fascia doesn't move without it. And the, the fact and the reality is it takes over a ton of force to manipulate fascia So you rolling on a foam roller or getting a massage, it's not mechanically manipulating the fascia. And like all these fancy tools out there that tell you you're going to break up scar tissue, you're going to break up fascia, it's not. What it's really doing is it's talking to our nervous system. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it's really just a feedback mechanism for our brain to register to our brain to relax. And our and right underneath our skin, we have these mechanoreceptors and they all respond to touch, vibration, pressure, uh, temperature. And so you can imagine, like especially if you're getting a tool that is not only going to add pressure, but it's going to add vibration to you, then it's tapping into this other layer to be able to tell the brain like, hey, calm down. And so it's really like a relaxing mechanism rather than a releasing mechanism. Not that they're bad, but it also, that's going to temporarily help your brain to be able to tap into those muscles and relax the muscles, but it's not going to be a permanent change. And the only way we create permanent change is now taking that relaxation point and adding a new movement, a new stability, a new range actively throughout that motion. You know, that's how we can start to tap into the body. So as much as we want to get fixed by someone else, no one else can fix us if we're just laying there passively. It can be a start to tap into the nervous system, but then you got to move into it yourself. And that's like the other beautiful tool is like what I've seen. And even just from my Instagram videos, which is crazy, is I'll get people like stopping me and they'll say, oh, I did your shoulder ex- post that you did the other day. And now my shoulder feels so much better. I'm like, what? From a wow. little video? You know, it, it blows me away. But at the same time, when you start to actually take the tools into your own hands and you start to implement it, your body will respond. But you have to do some work. Mm -hmm. And why would it be any different for your body than it is anywhere else in life? In order to build a business, you got to do the work. In order to lose some weight or release some weight, you got to do some work. Like Everything in our life takes a little work from ourselves. And we get to take on that responsibility that it is our responsibility to get out of pain. It is our responsibility to listen to our body and to start to move our body and appreciate it. Are there any Quick fixes that
2: you are wary of that you want people to be aware of? Because I think in the wellness world, fitness world, physical therapy world, there are those products, those programs, mm-hmm. those workouts that seem like a quick fix or whatever it is, however they market it. Are there any that we should be aware of and wary of? You don't have to mention like specific brands, but I do, you know, for our community, we want to be like really open and honest and transparent mm-hmm. about that type of thing.
0: I would just be. Be mindful of the marketing that's happening. So there are some brands that will say straight up, like breaking up scar tissue, uh, releasing the muscle tissue, and just know that it's not happening it could feel better. So it's not bad. It's just what how can you use a tool to your benefit that's going to calm down your nervous system. So it's also not about smashing and getting into these areas as as hard as possible. It's about being able to like lay on a foam roller or or use a tool and actually breathe into it, actually be able to relax your system into it. That's where you're going to get the most benefit, not by smashing harder, harder, harder. Mm, (laughs) And so just getting people to understand that, like whatever tool you use. Also like some of the SOAS release ones, they're not bad, um, and so as again, right in like your hip area. Okay. So like your stomach but it's area, it like goes from here to here, right? It connects actually into your low back. Okay, So that's why so as release can be really powerful because it does mm. add on some pull to your low back from all the way from your top of your leg. But at the same time, when we're pushing into our stomach, we're also pushing into other areas <laughs> within our stomach area, which also is not bad. And this is why I would rather use something lighter when you're talking into like kind of getting into your gut and stuff like that, I, I like um, my girlfriend has a ball called the Gorgeous Ball. That's part of her Tune Up Fitness package. And this one you can kind of deflate and stuff. And so you can lay on it on your stomach and it becomes a, a lot less um like pointy mm-hmm. into your gut or pushing into areas that might maybe shouldn't have that much <laughs> density in there and just being able to breathe and relax and release. Because if we, we can learn how to turn on that rest and relax relaxation system based on tapping into different areas of like your gut and your rib cage and using your breath to be able to do that. And so if we can tap into those areas and learn to turn on this parasympathetic system, we can also learn how to get out of anxiety. We can also learn how to get out of those stressful times when you're sitting in traffic, when your boss is yelling at you, whatever it may be, you can actually learn how to turn on that parasympathetic system so you can relax. Even when I remember I got in a car accident and my right shoulder blade flared up and not because of like, there was nothing physically wrong with me when I got in the accident. And this right shoulder blade likes to flare up anytime I'm in like a lot like have a lot of stress happening. And I thought it was so cool. (laughs) I was like, Oh, here's my right shoulder blade acting up. And it was just like an example of this is what's happening to my body based on a stress response. And as soon as I was able to acknowledge it, it went away because now I know it's not like, Oh no, now I need to figure out what exercises I need to do and how I can get out of this. It was more of like, no, I get to calm down, breathe into my system and know that this is happening due to a stress response because I just got in a car accident. And as soon as I was able to acknowledge it, where it came from, it went away. Wow. Mm. Oh. We're for the oh for
1: your friend. What's what's her what's her name and what's the company if people wanted to see?
0: Yeah, Jill Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, she has TuneUp Fitness, and she's got these therapy balls, gorgeous ball. I posted a lot of them on my page before, so people can scroll through and also see how I use it. But yeah, I love them. And then, so you know, thinking about the body
1: and like, what is your view and opinion on? Spirituality and our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking to your body and you're like, "Oh, this pain is a stress response." Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, I see you. I guess, how do you view view those two?
0: One hundred percent connected and. For some people, that's hard to understand and get into. So the first thing that I work on with clients, like almost every client I have, is breathing. Because I've had so many clients on my table, when we start to tap into how your breath should be working for you and what you can be doing to maximize and turn on that parasympathetic, I get people crying on the table. They're like, oh "Oh my God, my pain Mm -hmm. is gone. And they have a completely different experience within the body. Because typically when we're in pain, we're guarding. We're like, no, something is wrong. And your body learns how to guard there. Even if it's an old injury that keeps popping up, your body knows how to protect itself. And so sometimes that old injury will keep popping up because it's like a tag in your brain that says we need to protect it, not necessarily because there's something mechanically or physically wrong with you. And just know that that's a normal process. And so understanding that these tags come, my friends at Integrated Kinetic Neurology call it neurotags, And that's where your brain remembers that whether it was like a surgery, whether it was a pain or whatever kind of injury kind of happened, it could be weaker in that area without even meaning for it to be weaker. It could turn on a pain response without anything physically happening to the body. And it's just your body's way of protecting itself. And so first step is like being able to breathe, turn on that parasympathetic system and relax and understand the compassion aspect of like, listen, my body is just trying to protect me. This isn't bad. So I get to have compassion for the fact that this is an experience that my body is is just trying to protect itself. And when I can acknowledge it, when I can accept it, I can start to get out of it.
3: Love it.
2: Mm. I wanted to shift gears just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, recently you've gone through Something very challenging. And I know a lot of people in our community have gone through it or are going through it now as it relates to relationships and coming out the other side of something, you know, where you thought it was one thing and turns out to be uh, something else. So obviously, I want you to share only what you're comfortable with, but the focus to be on, you know, how you have really come back to yourself. Cause I think sometimes in the wake of something like that, you just lose yourself. You're like, wait. I thought I knew who this person was. I thought I knew myself. I Mm -hmm. thought I was making a good judgment call. And then we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah, You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of us have been there. So I, I just kind of want to see how you're doing and also, you know, what you are doing to take care of yourself and to kind of, you know, not rationalize, but just see this time as, um, an opportunity to learn and grow.
0: Totally. And that's it kind of goes back into the same message I have into the body, which is part of compassion, part of acceptance, part of learning and part of growing. It's the same thing. It's just diving a little deeper. <laughs> um, the same way that I say, you know, listen to your body and what your body's telling you the one thing I wasn't listening to was my intuition. Mm, I just got chills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. so it just goes a little deeper, that inner knowing, that gut feeling, whether you think it's spiritual, whether you think it's just like a coincidence, whatever it may be, you're, you, you get this kind of energy in the body that just kind of knows. And what I was doing personally was not trusting it. And I would say, okay, I feel this, but maybe I just don't understand enough. Maybe I just don't know enough. Maybe I, you know, and just Maybe it'll go away. Yeah. Maybe
1: it'll change. Maybe yeah. it'll be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And always saying, okay, where can I learn? What can I grow into? What can I do to improve me so that I start to understand what this feeling is and then it'll change and it'll grow. And yeah, it'll- like maybe I am don't love
1: myself enough to receive this or maybe I'm trying to protect myself mm-hmm. or like there's so many sides of it that can make it really, really challenging that you exactly. can, your ego can trip you up into not trusting it. It's like, well, maybe you mm-hmm. aren't good enough mm-hmm. for this. So you're trying mm-hmm. to ruin it for yourself. Like yep. there's a lot of mind games that happen with that. Totally.
2: Totally. which makes
1: that you know which makes you compassionate for everyone that goes through those situations
0: yes. Mm-hmm. yes it brings on a whole new level of compassion for other people and yourself and it has to start with yourself yeah so I mean preference I was in a relationship and there was some unfaithfulness going on and once I found out it took me through like this roller coaster of everything, of all the emotions. I remember at first when I found out, I was like, I was like in my sympathetic, like breathing into my chest. And I was like, oh my God, this is, and I remember thinking like, this is such a weird experience. I was almost laughing at the fact that like, I can't figure out how to breathe, but I teach people how to breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Almost like, like seeing this happening within myself and then starting to come back into my breath, like I'm so grateful also that I practice breath work because in those moments of something knocking you out of your tracks, if you completely did not expect to receive or see or, or experience, learning how to tap back into that parasympathetic and allow yourself to turn it on and allow yourself to get out of those panic modes, that breathlessness, that anxiety is so key. And I'm honestly so blessed that I've had those tools so for everyone out there. Mm. Breath work gets to be like so huge and it's part of your... Don't even think about it as part of your workout journey. It's just like a part of your journey of life is really utilizing that breath to our max capacity so that we can become more efficient and effective in it in these moments because life is going to knock you upside down sometimes. That's just a part of it. And it's not bad. It's just like a part of the journey and moving through that, you know, it was, I'm so incredibly, so incredibly blessed to have an amazing support system around me. And knowing that I can, you have such a great reputation. Truly. You do. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone loves you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Deserved.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks,
0: beauty. <Smelling> yeah. It. <laughs> but knowing that I can call upon people to just be there and hold space. And I think that's the hardest thing. And, and for some people I had a kind of, turn away from a little bit, not because it was bad, but because some people are uncomfortable with emotion and with the process of what healing actually takes. And they want to rush you through your process. Oh, it's so much better. You know, it's so good. It's so great. Like, yes, it is. It is and you're like, everything happens for a reason. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> you're, <laughs> fuck you. yeah literally, you're like, fuck you. Not right
0: now. <laughs> or there's like, there's so much compassion on the other side. I'm like, it's day two. I, there's yeah. no, no compassion. compassion. <laughs> it's day
1: two. I have a pitchfork outside <laughs> of this house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so, you know, kind of just knowing and trusting to distance myself from people that I just, I couldn't Yet be in that energy because yes, it's beautiful. Yes, it's great. Yes, there's so many, like, there's so many blessings, especially that I had. This wasn't something that I needed to say, could I work through this? Because I wasn't married. I had no kids. I can take care of myself. I have my own business. So I'm so incredibly grateful. And also, I also want to preference, like, walking away isn't always the bravest thing to do. Sticking it out and saying, how are we going to work through this? Whether it is because you want to see, could it work with marriage? Could it work with kids? Could it work financially? Whatever it may be, that's also brave. And so there's no like, you know, you're, you stand up for your worth when you walk away. I think you stand up for your worth when you say, okay, what are we going to do now as well? And really taking the reins back into your own hands. And just now you have a lot more awareness and knowledge of what you're moving into and what problem you're trying to fix. And so that's what I really wanted people to hear too. Like, it's not, it's not one way or another, it's Mm -hmm. not good or bad. It's just what is going to be, what is going to make you feel like you're standing for your worth completely a hundred percent. And what is going to really tap you into that inner knowing that you were neglecting because Typically, I mean, everyone who's reached out for me through this process, it's like, oh my God, I had that same inner knowing. I wasn't listening. And and it's that thing that we just don't trust. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as it happened, it was like this freedom came mm-hmm. over me of this like, yeah. oh my God. One, this had nothing to do with me. Two, my intuition was spot on. Like how beautiful is that to be like, oh yeah, my inner knowing that that's right. And that gets to be heard. And I can trust myself. I can truly, truly trust myself. So it was just this like beautiful Hmm. experience of like freedom, of course, with a lot of pain, of course, with a lot of um, sadness. And so I cried if I needed to cry. And I journaled a lot. I hung out with friends as often as I needed to, spent the night with people as often as I needed to, and made sure that those are the people that could just hold space for whatever environment I needed to be in. If I needed to vent, if I needed to be angry, if I needed to cry, like, or if I just wanted to laugh and have a good time and not talk about anything, <laughs> right. I could be in whatever space I needed to be in. And I think that's 100% crucial. I even remember a time where it was like, this was like in the first week and there was like so much driving back and forth at one point and And then one of my girlfriends forgot her keys and I had to drive back. And I was so, I was like, lack of sleep, lack of food. Mm. So, I was like a bitch, okay. <laughs> 100%. I like came back and I was like, oh, so annoyed. And they had to see like my stank face. And, and the next day I was like, sorry guys, I was a little bit. <laughs> and they were really? like, no, we get it. like, And so having people in your space too, that can like Take on this energy without taking and making it personal on them. Yes. Like I couldn't believe how much space my girlfriends allowed me to have and not judge me for it, not make it about them, but they kept it about like, no, this is just the experience that she's going through and we're going to hold space. And that's like so beautiful. And I've had other experiences, mainly with a, guy, with a guy, one of my guy friends, and I like started crying and he couldn't handle it. And he was making it about him. Like, what did I say? What did I do? I didn't do it. And, like, and it's like, no, obviously I just needed to like release and I needed to cry. And I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I needed to cry and I still feel sad. And this doesn't have to do with you. Yeah. And I wish that you could see that. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Like, like, I didn't do anything like wrong. <laughs> or
1: else they're like, Definitely oh, not. I remember one time I cried for no reason too. And then they're like, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> you related it to me directly. <laughs> this makes sense to me. You're like, okay. How do you. Yeah, I just do. wanted to say something about the, um, that. I was like, this is what I do when I have points that I want to make. I like put, cross my fingers cause I, and mm. I t- ran out of mm. fingers. Um, but one of the things you talked about is not rushing people through the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like really beautiful. And I think that's a really, really beautiful point. And that's the difference between a friend that you want to go to over and over again, mm-hmm. that's really going to hold space for you. Like you said, rather than a friend, that's just going to like mark you off their list. It's kind of more for them yeah. to be the one that's giving you the advice that they think is you know, going to help you or right. whatever. So I think that's like a really beautiful takeaway for our girls to think about is being holding space rather than, you know, directing their healing in a way that you think is like Instagram quote worthy. And then also one thing that you also talked about in, in your post that I thought was really beautiful. And I think about it maybe like once a week was that you said you got hives
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: had like a body got mm. shingles you can see you it right shingles. Here. yeah wow. you, so you had a,
0: a
3: physical body
0: reaction mm-hmm. was this wow. before
1: you found out or
0: mm-hmm. this was during the relationship
3: mm-hmm. body yeah, yeah it's yo, talking I to love you. you body you're yeah, always
0: right you. <laughs> right exactly yeah. yeah there was a lot of stress at that time and we even went to seek therapy and the attention got kind of shifted away from me and i was like hey <laughs> i'm drowning still like i'm still not okay wow and it took me it didn't I, it did. It took me getting shingles to, for me to go to the therapist and say, I'm telling you, I'm not okay. I'm not strong. I'm not, I, like, something is happening. And it took me to get the shingles for her to be like, oh my God, I see you.
2: Oi next therapist i know honestly well, I what can't do therapy just kidding what? i do it. there she goes. not trusting. her it's my,
1: there's my proof trusting. there's my proof <laughs> that's all i need Never like gone. yeah literally <laughs> that's all i need
2: but, but i can imagine i'm just kind yeah. of like picturing yes. like okay so there's two people in the room you know you know and you, it was like a public you're a public it's a public thing like yeah. you're you yeah. know what i mean you're not like nobody right like so yeah i can just un- imagine the the dynamic in that situation might've been a little bit skewed. I'm also wondering like too, I mean, you have like kind of friends that overlap, you know, mm-hmm. like I think everyone experiences that in a breakup yeah. where you mm-hmm. have to kind of let go of people or you have to navigate relationships with the people who not taking sides, but I just right. think they're like, well, we don't know the facts and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. how do you kind mm-hmm. of like come to peace with that? You yes. know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> mm-hmm, I I'm sure um, you're going through it. Well, in the beginning, I was saying the first month I needed to just create space and it wasn't anything to do with anyone else. It was like, if you're going to choose to be like in that, in his energy, I can't be in yours right now because this is my time for me to so ch- ch- shift away from that and focus on my own journey. And so I just gently just created space meaning I didn't reach out and most of the time those people didn't reach out to me because they don't want to know all the facts to be honest like I had mutual friends who we'd been on vacations birthday parties and it was just like oh you're good you're moving through okay cool Like, Mm -hmm. okay you don't want to hear anything which is okay because you also want the opportunity to stay present and neutral to both sides and I get that Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just like okay well for right now, like. I'm separating my contact. And that's what I had to do in the first month. And then it gradually became like, okay, these other people like who want to stay neutral, who want to stay present, who want to stay connected to both, there's nothing wrong with that. They didn't do anything to me. And though they might not be part of my inner circle, they're still part of my circles outside. And so I've just learned how to create different circles of friends where the people that are going to be closest to me are the people who one weren't close to him anyways and two hold this this value of integrity that i hold so 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 dear to my heart the closest to them as well because i have separated myself from friends who i've found out were not in integrity and and full of infidelity and other things and like though we might still be cordial they're just not Mm-hmm. They're just not part of my inner circle. So I I have distanced myself from friends who were my friends, you know? And so the people that are in my inner circle are kind of the ones who hold to the same value where it's like, it doesn't really matter where you are in your life in terms of what you're doing or what status you hold. Like I hold on to the value of the person more than the status of the person. And so that's that's really become like my innermost circle. And then- around that becomes just... Traitors. <laughs> <laughs> I would not say that. <laughs> just, just people just who, are, who are still doing good in the world and still wanting to help and and it, full of integrity themselves just see things a little bit different on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And then it goes even further from that and then even further from that. And so I've just learned how to hold people in different spaces and wherever they at is okay in their life. And this currently is where I'm at. Will it always stay? Probably not. It's going to ebb and shift. And so mm-hmm. this is, at least for me right now, what I'm finding to work, what is what is holding enough space for me to continue to grow and work through things. And, and it ha- allows me to have compassion and acceptance for other humans as well. And there has been so much now compassion for the other side of my relationship and what that experience has taught me. I mean...
2: Compassion from for, you or from others? towards him is
0: um, that what you're saying from me toward him got it okay which was not like again in the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> no <Of course>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but now yes and like there's so much compassion because i can see i can also you also get to look really hard at the mirror that it draw that you've drawn in like a lot of us don't want to look at that right and it's like well, how did this happen to me? And, and this guy is so like blah, blah, blah. We can go into like this whole story of who this person is and, and how wrong they are and how, how did this happen to me. But if you stay in that state, I guarantee you're going to call it in again. So unless you start to get real clear and real serious about how did you draw that into your space... How did you call in that relationship and what are the attributes in you, not that you're a liar, cheater or anything like that, but what are the attributes within you that, that were calling in another human that maybe needed the validation, that maybe needed, had some insecurities. And so that's what I was able to see. I was able to see a mirror of, I was so not owning my worth when we met very insecure, like full of insecurities, probably more than the other human, maybe, I don't know, but that was all things that I got to work through. And I got to learn and work through within the relationship And that was huge. I would say just learning your own self, again, becoming aware. It's like the same thing I talk about with the body. You you have to become aware to know what to improve in your body. It's the same thing within our emotions, within our insight, within our childhood. You just get to become aware of these patterns that you've developed over time, these that brought on insecurities, that brought on not owning your worth, not, not listening to your intuition, not trusting yourself. And so doing all of that work throughout the relationship also allowed me to, when this you know, came about, I was like, oh my God, death. Haven't mm-hmm. been listening to my intuition. Haven't been trusting myself. Haven't fully stepped into owning my worth. Um, or else I would have walked away before needing any information. Like, yeah, why didn't I also leave before? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Do you remember a time when like you had a gut feeling and you're like, like a time
0: where something came up or something you're like, ah, and then you kept going? Of course. Yeah. So many times. And those gut feelings came out of just not being aligned in values that I saw clear out. Like for me, you know, family holds so clear, so true. Uh, I grew up in a very tight knit family. My cousins are still like some of my best friends. So Not having that met with as much value was so out of alignment. So (laughs) I should have known that from the very beginning.
2: (laughs) It's hard to like, you know, when you think of your family, you're like, of course, I want them to approve. But then you're like, but this is my life. And like, maybe they're not always going to approve, you know, and they don't know and they're not in the So I can totally understand kind of wanting to give it more of a chance and not putting all the value in their validation.
1: Yeah. What do you think? So, you know, with you, we talked about like how it's brave to also stay and to also work mm-hmm. on it, which is something that, you know, we've started exploring in the past year. We had conversations with someone named Dan Savage, who's mm-hmm. like a yeah, Savage Love podcast. And he talks about that a lot with cheating and with if someone strays in a relationship that it shouldn't be the determinant of the love and value of that relationship. So what, you know, and not that I'm saying applying that to your situation, Mm -hmm. but it's made me rethink Mm -hmm. when people are unfaithful Mm -hmm. and the ability to forgive and the ability to work work on it and the ability to be better. And I've had that experience in my life before personally, actually, and it was really helped us in previous relationships. So what would you say? Why did you choose to not work on it?
0: Because I was uh, actually then... Able to see how there is so much not alignment and so many other ways. Like I said, going back to like the values just based on family. And then there's other things that at, in alignment in terms of values, just were not there. And not that that's good and bad. Like he can say that's bad. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not a based on good it's or yours. bad. It's mm-hmm. your values. Exactly. It's just your own thing and what is aligned. And so at the end of the day, if we had tried to work through, you know, all of the things, <laughs> the values just weren't aligned. And if you, that is the one thing that I think people get to get really clear on is what is your own value set? What are you aligned with on yourself? Because what we do in relationships a lot is we look at the superficial values of like, oh, well, they are healthy, they work out, they're successful, they're hardworking, they're doing good in the world, like whatever it may be which could all change. All of those things can change. Health and wellness can change. You can get a disease. You can become not successful. Something can happen in your business. Like that's all superficial. So what are the actual deep values that you value within yourself that you would love to receive from a partner? Mm. And that's where I think you can work on getting to a long a longer point together, this longevity that you probably want to work toward and being in a relationship for more than a couple of years. Mm.
2: How the fuck do you deal with the fact that the other person does not admit to what happened? Like, how do you, I know, like, I mean, you are so poised and, and peaceful. And I just know that like you see it, the bigger picture, but I know there are a lot of situations for people where there isn't that Mm -hmm. person admitting on the other end. Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate that? Like, what has that been like where it is kind of public in that way? Like,
0: you know, Um, you just get to keep reminding yourself of the alignment. And that's been the biggest key for me is like, but it's imperfect alignment. Like there was no responsibility throughout it. Clearly there was Uh, no ownership throughout it. So there's not going to be ownership after and that's in perfect alignment with with what it was during the relationship so why am i suddenly respect expecting something huge and different afterwards right and so i think reframing it in that way of like well that's okay this isn't perfect alignment it's even like the person who's been mad at their mom for and like you come over and you're like oh she's exactly the same and it's like but she's been in yeah. alignment like and and literally sometimes this is all people know like, so what they've been showing you is what they're going to continue to do unless there's some deeper work that they somehow start to go through or whatever it is. But you can't expect someone to change because you want them to change. And that's that expectation we hold on people rather than just the acceptance that we get to see and what people are actually showing us. And so I, me continuing to remember oh, but that's in perfect alignment and that I'm accepting that situation because there's nothing I can do about the situation. I can't, I can't change it. And I, you know, I'm (laughs) can be told over and over again, I'm the liar and whatever. And that's okay. Again, perfect alignment.
1: Yeah. Is it it okay? It is. And I've
0: also said, it's like when people know me, they know my heart.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. And they, and they
0: see my heart and, and that's what I get to hold on to. And that's what I know to be true. And, that's what I'm going to continue to show people. Wow.
2: Yes. Alignment. So you mentioned earlier, just before we begin, mm-hmm. that alignment, and correct me if I'm wrong, the how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's kind of like, yeah. yeah. So it, it does help to make peace with some things that people do. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, that
0: mm-hmm.
2: really does make sense. Yeah, that was a good mm-hmm. reminder.
0: Because we hold on to expectation a lot, too, of people, mm-hmm. like in general, yeah. of friends business partnerships, all these things. And it's like, we also just get to step back and be in, like, we can want something, but we can't be attached to how that looks or expecting it to look something, especially if you haven't communicated a different way of being or whatever you were expecting out of that relationship. Sure. Um, so just coming back to acceptance, coming back to acceptance of the situation of the person and releasing the expectation is going to make your life so much easier. I've had girlfriends where it's like, they get so explosive, so mad after this one person. I'm like, this is only hurting you. Mm -hmm. They don't care.
3: This is only
0: hurting you. So can, how can we move past this expectation? How can we let it go? How can we say, okay, I have compassion for where this person is at, what they, what they had happen. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it um, spiritual beings having human I mean experiences? Experience, yes. I mean, I think we do have this inner spirit, this inner knowing, this inner that's so beautiful, and yet we're still human and we're going to mess up and having compassion for the fact that people are going to mess up. So it's not an attack on them. It's like, okay, what do I learn from this situation? How did the situation happen for me? Which, oh my God, it happened for me in such a huge way. I'm now like able to step out, fully be expressive in myself, fully understand and trust and know myself. And I will say, allowing yourself to release emotion however you need to. So my situation, I was very angry and there was, and I've been journaling and talking and moving through different things. But then there is an exercise I did again at Christine Hassler's retreat where we released anger. Oh. Can, what'd you
2: do? <laughs> what'd you do? Tell
0: <laughs> us. You the just get to like, room? yes. You just get to like hit everything. and really? And like- What is it? The rage room, right? I'm going there on Saturday. You are? You guys want to come? Well, yes, honey. There's like a, where you just destroy shit. Yeah. You just break things and hit things. And like, and I'm taking you a bunch of women because Fine. again, like we are taught, especially as women, that you don't really have an anger outlet because you're supposed to be poised and beautiful and like graceful and all these other things, but- And that's not to say, like, don't go out in the middle of like a crowd and go crazy, please. (laughs) (laughs) Also, have a moment where you can, like, whether that's kickboxing and screaming and yelling or in your bedroom and hitting a pillow, like have moments where you can release that energy. Because when I got into that exercise, literally felt like tingling down my arms of like how much energy I was releasing and how much we don't realize gets trapped within our body. Like I thought I had logically like worked through it all. I was good. But then allowing that anger to pass through because when you do get betrayed and manipulated and so like blindsided by a situation, there's 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 a lot of hurt and anger that comes with that. So not just crying, but like, let that anger out, let it release so that you're not getting triggered when someone talks about the situation. Like you don't want to be that person also who's creating a negative Mm -hmm. energy. And I've had other people point that out for me. Like, you know, you kind of get, you make a face every time that situation Uh. is brought up or something. And it's like,
1: wow, that's really nice. You have people that tell you that shit. That's really amazing. Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's a balance. If I do put like, I'm creating a negative energy then for other people. And so I don't want that situation to still affect me in a way of like, it's bringing up this anger. It's bringing up this trigger. So how can I start to work through that trigger? Which is hard. It's like like a visceral reaction. It's like if someone is like a food you don't like and someone brings up that food, you're like, ugh. You know, you right. like yeah. kind of make it's like a, a natural
2: yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of a natural it's like in your thing. Body.
0: It is. So it's learning how to like how can I how can I be aware of that trigger? And then how can I not bring in that negative energy about that situation to and other people? And also
2: within yeah. relationship too, and we'll get to questions. Um, John Wineland said one time when we were talking to him about if you're in relationship and because sometimes as girls, we're like, well, we don't want to like freak out on our, on the partner because we don't want to put that on them. Mm-hmm. And if we really did freak out about whatever we're feeling, it might be too too much, quote unquote. But he he said something like, like if you go to your partner, I'm like, Hey babe, can I, can I show you how my boss made me feel today? Wow. And you're just like, Good you one. either like scream or you like slam something down and it is kind of dramatic and mm-hmm. crazy. And then you're just like, yeah, that's how he made me feel. And you know what I mean? So it's a, a bit I more that. physical and mm-hmm. playful. And it's not like, you know, we try to just say it and we're like, but he said this and he said this. Uh-huh. And it's like, I just want to show you. Yeah. And, and like, let you feel how he made you feel, and then like, maybe that'll be enough for me to express. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Where it's different. I love different that. I than, love that. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: but yeah, I that just made that. me think of that. Yeah, good one. Okay, questions from the family. Nicolette, who is our New York City ambassador, she crushes. Mm-hmm. She loves you. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know how to deal with feelings of rejection.
0: Mm-hmm. Know that when after s- being cheated on, yeah, when someone is is doing something, like it's all their own choices. It's all their own responsibility. This is their ownership that they get to embody. This is the ownership that they get to, to process. And though it it you're on the receiving end of that and it's unfortunate, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It does not have anything to do with you. And I think we get to hammer that in because I even, when I came out about it, and I had like a response back of, like, well, if someone's cheating, it's because of you. And I'm oh, like, yeah. That's a classic. <gasps> oh, my so. skirt. And so, what? of course, I put that up and that I fit. was like, and this is why people feel shame to yes. come forward.
2: Wow.
0: Because what? this is not okay. Like, there's no shame in sharing your story. And I think yeah. we've gotten that, haven't we? Like, people come out about being molested, about being raped, about, and we're praising all these things. Can we not come out about, betrayal about manipulation about lessons that i've learned out of this like why is that now suddenly going to be shamed and that's also why i wanted to come out with it because i had so many people like oh this happened to me too and i'm like okay first of all this is happening way too much (laughs) second of all like what is the high road why is it the high road to not say anything yo to not feel your feelings yeah and to Mm -hmm. just move Mm -hmm. through like okay, yeah, I'll move through yeah, and job. I'm going to feel my feelings in order to move through it. Yes. And so why can't I share my story? So I wanted like, that's why I brought it to the surface. I was like, there's so much like people get to release from their story. People get to release their pain. Like I had so many people that were like, I haven't told, I've told like two people over five years and it's so refreshing to hear your story. It's so like, and it's, it's because it's connection. Like we we experience human experiences. And so how are we learning from it? How are we growing from it? And how are we actually going to move forward? Yes. Don't be shamed for your situation. And no, it's not about you. You get to see what is the mirror you called in? Like, how did you call this person into your life so that you don't do that again? But at the same time, their choices are not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. I have a friend also, and he, he was like, I don't, not cheat on my wife because of her like i love her but i don't cheat on my wife because of me and because of the human that i'm like aligning with and the human that i i said these are my values these are my choices and so i don't cheat because of what i want to uphold within myself and i was like that's that's powerful. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. It's interesting too that people say the high road when the high road's
1: like the more masculine approach, which is like stuffing and not acknowledging. Mm-hmm. And like the, you know what I mean? The not mm-hmm. high road is like the more feminine, emotional response. It's kind of typical. Okay. <laughs> One from Shannon, kind of switching gears back to health a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her. How to improve posture from texting or being at your desk all day?
0: It's just a, a, a term of a, a variability. We need variability in everything we do. Just like, if you're only going to run all the time, like, I think you should add in some weight training. Um, so it's just variability. I get that you're going to sit at your desk. I, th- I get that you're going to be on your phone. So how can you change out of those situations more and more throughout the day? How can you just become aware of like, okay, I've been sitting down for an hour. Let me get up and move. And it's just a matter of of always manipulating and changing and finding variability within your body. Mm. Perfect. From Stacey,
1: what is the best five to 15 minute daily routine from a stretching mobility perspective that
0: anyone who sits at a desk should be doing? And if it's one of your Instagrams, let us know. I do have an Instagram post on that one. It's very general though. So I don't like, there's no one thing fits all. Like- There's no one diet plan. There's no one exercise plan. There's no one mobility routine. It really is dependent on what is it that your body needs. For some people, they might be sitting down, but hip flexors are not necessarily tight. I mean, you get to think about too, like when you're sitting, you're relaxed in your hip flexors. So it's not necessarily a tightness issue. Um, it could be your glutes need some more attention. Your your QL needs a little bit more attention. Your upper back needs some rotation. There's so many other things that it can be. So I would say you can look at that Instagram post and you can get some ideas and you get to find what mobility restrictions are needed for your own individual body. So good. Perfect. Needed. Last question
1: is how to um, help with lower back pain or lower back bother that's bothering you.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say going back to like what we talked about in the beginning, first working on like breath, tapping into the more parasympathetic, really getting that rib cage to expand rather than shoulders elevate when we breathe. Um, And then as well looking at, okay, am I restricted in my upper back? Am I restricted in my hips? Because at least looking... Directly above and below is going to give you an idea of what's happening and what could be causing the problem happening into the low back.
2: So sure. common too. Mm-hmm. And I feel I like people get so frustrated because yeah.
1: like, what's happening with my lower back? just, so. I need to walk more. If I'm not walking a lot, my back mm-hmm. will bother me. If mm-hmm. I'm not moving a lot, my back mm-hmm. will bother me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think because I also mentally put it there, I'm also like, oh, I'm sitting a long time, like my back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's like a mental thing too that I do. Yeah cause it to happen.
2: Um well we are you know just in awe of how you've handled everything and you know not only are you just so intelligent and I love the work that you do but you know just knowing that this has been quite public and the way you've handled it is really inspiring and I know will help a lot of people. Thank you. If you could give, you know, one one thing to our listeners who are just looking to kind of Whatever situation they're in, come back to themselves, whether it's you know, a saying or a practice that they could be doing to do that, what would that be?
0: Mm-hmm. Taking time every day, place one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly, and just start to breathe in and out through your nose because nose breathing is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And really feel like, feel your belly move in with your chest. Feel that whole expansion happening, not just from your chest, but from your whole belly, rib cage. Chest area as well, and and reconnect and say, I have compassion for myself. I am doing the best I can in this moment, and that is perfectly okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Where can people connect with you? What can they expect from you in twenty nineteen? <laughs> uh, just continuing to spread this message of inner knowing, uh, listening to your body. Yeah, physically and getting in touch with that intuition as well. So listening a little deeper, want to continue to spread that and tap into it and help people tap into that on their own. And people can find me on Instagram is probably the most popular place, mm-hmm. Doc Jen Fit. I will have some more videos dropping on YouTube so that I can dive in a little bit longer with people. Um, your videos
2: rock, your Instagram rocks. Thank like you. It's a really great resource for people, truly. Thanks. You do such a good job.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, doing my best there, always. Just wanting to spread the knowledge to educate. That's great. That's the main thing. Mm. Awesome. Thank so you. cute. Your little feet are hanging
1: from the chair. Oh, she's Her so cute. Our little feet honey. have been like moving back and forth <laughs> on the chair. It's literally the cutest that thing was I've me ever when seen. I was
2: four. I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I
1: hope we were sitting like a fucking <laughs> a basketball player. Um, Thank, well, I am so thankful. Yeah, true. Yeah, I love your Instagram. I find such value from it. And just, you know, everyone says the best things about you. And we're just so thankful you were here. We know our girls love you already, but if they don't, they'll love to follow along and just learn more from you. And that you're our you new friend. I know. Yeah, I'm so so excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, here yeah, we go. Yeah, we don't let people go. <laughs> I, know, I love it. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. We'll see you later. Love you. Love bye. you, bye. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much for being so open, so vulnerable, so honest. It means a lot. It really struck a chord with me. So I really appreciate you.
2: Truly. Uh, so follow her at Doc Jen Fit. She's also the founder of the Mobility Method, number one mobility method program ever. So check that out. And pass it along to friends as Krista said before the episode I think this is one of those ones that you can send to a friend who might be going through something similar
1: yep completely All right, let's do review of the week review of the week thanks for writing these you guys are such poets you guys are just so thoughtful and kind and warm and your vocabulary blows me away the way that you write blows me away if you guys want a job with us as a copywriter. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> we'll pay you in hum nutrition gummies. <laughs> this one's short
2: but sweet. The best. Five stars. Thank you so much for creating this podcast, Lindsay and Krista. I had no idea how much I needed it. It's so uplifting, educational, inspiring. Thank you so much from Andrea. Thanks, baby. Thanks so much. Happy we love you, you all. Have the best day. You have the best day. Truly.
1: Seriously, you deserve it. Bye. Bye.